0: Welcome to Yes Mother. This week, no baits, uh, unfortunately, but we will be just discussing a little general stuff that we've been watching since last time we did that. I'm MN Sue today. Next week, we should be back with the little Bates Motel Talk. Oh, and sorry for the abrupt beginning of this. It was supposed to trail our other podcast, but it was too long. And I just can't get it off. And I just can't get it
1: want to go first then? Uh, sure.
2: I, I know I don't have everything I watch, so we'll just have to do another one. That's cool. And, but I have some things. Um, okay, so I watched on either Netflix or Amazon Prime uh, the end of the tour. It's the film about David Lipsky meeting up with David Foster Wallace while he was on his book tour for Infinite Jest.
0: Is this a, like a documentary or is it the uh, thing
2: with... Uh, is it? It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg plays David Lipsky and uh, Jason Segel plays
0: okay, David yes. Foster Wallace. How was it? I've always been interested. It's...
2: Uh, I liked it. I liked it. It... Um, It was weird to see, like, David Foster Wallace, (laughs) like, portrayed. Right. Um, But Jason Segel did a great job.
0: I've seen pictures of him. I've never seen, like, live action footage of him. I haven't either. Okay. So So you didn't know what he was like?
2: Right. Just pictures and... Okay. No, I think I saw a little blurb of him speaking at a graduation or something once, but... But it was just, you know, because David Foster Wallace, just prolific writer, but also just an interesting dude, <laughs> you know?
0: Right, yeah.
2: And so to see him, like, alive on screen was interesting, and Jason Segel's always good. Um, but yeah, basically, um, David Lipsky was writing for Rolling Stone and was like... You know, this guy's a rock star of the writing world. We need to focus on Mm -hmm. him. So he kind of goes, and Infinite Jest had just gotten published, and um, David Foster Wallace was kind of going around to colleges and stuff and speaking and kind of promoting the book. And so David Lipsky spends like five days with him. Um, It was good. I mean, if if you're a, a fan of David Foster Wallace, I would say watch it. If you have no idea who he is, don't because it just wouldn't make any sense. Skip it. Totally <laughs> skip it. But it's it's based on Lipsky's memoir, and if anything, just read that. Hmm. You know, it's called Although of course he ended up becoming yourself, a road trip with David Foster Wallace. So I don't know. It was good.
0: Okay. Um I've always been interested in that.
2: Yeah, it was it was fun. Um i watched seasons 1 and 2 of Happy Valley. Oh yeah. Netflix original. Oh. Um
0: is that a like a detective show? Yeah, it's a kind of a broad churchy kind, kind of, of around a case.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I talked about it a little bit. I think I had seen season 1 and I remember us talking about yeah. it. I th- thought maybe it was Val that brought it up. Or Val something. watches it too. Cat. Um, it was when Kat came and stayed with us for like a week when she was looking for an apartment. When, Oh,
0: uh, yeah.
2: And Cam was camping with a friend of ours. And so it was just me and Kat. And we ended up watching the entire first season. <laughs> <laughs> It's like six or six, I don't know. It's it's you know, but yeah, we ordered a pizza and just sat in my living room and watched the entire first season.
1: <laughs> that was fun.
2: <laughs> and then I watched. Um, and then season two came out a little bit after that, and uh, season two was great. Uh, Mosley from Downton Abbey, isn't it? And he plays a pretty sinister guy. So that was fun to see. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's it's really good. Happy Valley. It's based on a it's a female cop and it focuses a lot on like her personal life. Um her sister is it lives with her and her sister is a O'Brien from Downton Abbey. Mm, okay. Um but yeah, it's it's really good. It's really well done. She's fantastic. The I think her name's Sarah in the show. She's the lady cop. She's I love her. I'm in love with her. <laughs> 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 but it's interesting. Interesting case. Just it ties into her personal life. It's just it's really good. Watch it. It's a Netflix okay. original. Um, another thing that Kat and I watched while she stayed with us was um, Room. The movie. Yes. We got it at Redbox.
0: I read that book for a book club.
2: Yeah. Cat and I... Right when it came out, I... Yeah. Yeah. Same. Cat and I had both read it. Um, The movie did a good job following the book. It's... Good.
0: I've been meaning to catch it, and now it's on Amazon Prime.
2: Yeah. It's... No excuses. It's pretty difficult to watch. Um, well, it was difficult to yeah. read. Huh? The little boy in the movie is adorable. And then Brie Larson is the mom. She's great. Just the little world that she creates is just cute and sad. And Ugh. You get more of the world in the book than you do in the movie. Yeah. Um, the escape scene is totally intense.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: Um, and then the movie does a lot on life outside of room as well, which oh. was really good. So, but yeah, Kat and I watched it And I don't think either of us said a word The entire movie And it got over And Kat was just like well, That was so depressing Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, <was just> like... <laughs> it really is It sucks you in But it's just horrible to, and, uh, and just to know that This has actually happened to people You know
0: Yeah, and you know Reading the book, I did it cautiously, for the book club, uh-huh. and I just kind of would skim it. I sometimes, like I read Schindler's List, uh. and it was not even half as hard as watching it. There's some things that visually are just much tougher. Like, I don't know, I can, like, disembody myself from reading because I can try and shut my imagination down. Right. And get more clinical. But if I'm watching it play out, it's a whole different story. And Schindler's List was like that. And I have a feeling Room would impact me a lot more seeing a play. Yeah. Yeah. It's.
2: Yeah, it's so that is one excuse
0: I have by not watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I read it and I survived.
2: Well, the thing about it is, it's. I w- it's not a feel good movie, but you're not sitting there crying either because the little boy is happy.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: And. He doesn't know. He just doesn't know better. He doesn't know anything better. And he's so brave when the escape scene, he's just so brave. And you just, it's so intense. And then the whole life afterwards, I mean, it gets really interesting with how she deals with living with her mom again and Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: know how people treat her and she has a really hard time adjusting but it's good and it ends up good you know so right I'd I'd say definitely watch it it's it's really good okay
0: someday when I want to punish myself
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing you don't You feel sorry for the boy, but you don't either because he's happy, Yeah. you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. You feel sorry for her because she knows better.
0: But she's so strong and just so awesome. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. You know. That you can't help but
2: just admire. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it definitely is a story of survival and... Adaption and (laughs) making the best of (laughs) a really bad situation. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But it reminds me, Harold sent what he's been watching.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about that, that we forgot. I was thinking we could just do them at the end. Okay. (laughs) Like normal people in podcasts.
2: Okay, I. Season Three of the great British Baking Show is now airing. yes,
0: I am totally caught up
2: <laughs> i I think I missed i there's one that's aired that I haven't seen yet.
0: the one that was on last Saturday.
2: yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but this one this is the third season, and I have no idea who's gonna win this competition. I've had both, yeah. both seasons first one and second. I had who was going to win pegged within, like, episode three. Huh. This one? Yeah, I this is
0: a, anything goes. No
2: idea who it's going to be. So, that gets me. Like, I don't know. Well,
0: they've all had really high highs. And really and... low lows. <laughs> yeah, because in season... although the one guy, what's his name, that won baker three times in a row, for a while I figured it'd be him. But
2: Right. But he kind of stumbled a few times, and he hasn't really... He's still in, but Or is he? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, the first couple seasons, there was always someone who was just consistently good, you know?
0: I did not see season two.
2: Oh, you'll... that was the easiest one to figure out who was going to win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just waiting for it to hit Netflix. It's on PBS but you have to like be a donor right, right. to access those. But the first season's on uh, Netflix, I figure second season will Yeah. Not that donating to PBS is the worst
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Helps pay our brother's salary. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> hey, does he get like a free subscription? Hey, yeah,
2: Matt, hook us up with see <laughs> hook him up. <laughs> um but yeah, it's always fun. I just love this food competition show. It's my favorite. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> um, so should we talk Orange is the New Black season four?
0: Oh, I totally didn't even write that down. Sure. I loved it. I, loved I think this is my favorite it. season so far. My favorite. For sure, yeah.
2: Just loved it.
0: I really liked last season too, but this one beat it. Yep.
2: I'm now completely spacing on anything that happened.
0: Me too! I was just going to (laughs) say that. I'm like, I don't remember it at all.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. So they got the new
0: people. Okay, it's coming back. Okay. They got double. Oh yeah. So this was really cool. Um is his name Joe the Warden now?
1: Uh-huh.
0: In the first season you could never have convinced me that I would kind of um have warm feelings towards him. Right, right. <laughs> Just gross. And he's in such an interesting position.
2: He is. And he, he cares about a... these girls. Good guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: He does care. Yeah. And that girl he hooked up with is the worst. (laughs) She does not care.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I loved at the end there where he was just like, have you ever even been in a prison? (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) He's like, I've heard about them. When they go to that convention and all the booths are like, I don't know, just... It was depressing. Yeah. It wasn't learning how to be a good warden or a good guard. It was here's a new kind of tampon that'll save you money. And, yeah. you know.
0: No, it's it's a really interesting Caputo. Look.
2: That's his name. Caputo, yeah.
0: I think his name's Joe Caputo. Yeah,
2: Joe Caputo. Um,
0: I just love... What's his name?
2: The guard, that the one that like kind of bonds with the Martha Stewart type lady. No,
0: oh. he's funny though. I like. Do you mean the pothead guy? Yeah, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Too. <laughs> I was
2: talking about Neely. Is that his name, Neely? Oh, oh, is he the one that has that bad? Older. Oh wait. Oh, the like the counselor one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him.
0: I just last season, and we. I remember there were a few things. The one that, that had the
2: Russian wife out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes.
0: And he was one of them. I loved his story with Red and how they almost kind of bonded, almost. Yep. To a next level kind of bonding.
2: Right. Um.
0: Yeah, I I think he is just a really interesting character.
2: Healy, I think is.
0: Yeah, Healy. What did I say? Neely. Did I say He? Oh, Neely.
1: Neely. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McFeely? <laughs> um
2: Gosh.
0: I'm not I'm not thinking of any of the like Christmas storylines. I know that how it ended, um, what's okay, the Latinos okay, um it was it was racially charged again, kind of like the one where v comes was that season two uh-huh, but a little different, oh, and there's the killing of the guard, um. They hide the body in the garden. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: the hitman, not a garden. Right, right. So Alex was right. Yep. That was cool.
0: Um, I loved all that. I, I just loved it. Gosh, I just loved that. I don't remember much about it. I know, it, but I, I know. Uh, it's coming back as we talk it's, about yeah, it. Yeah. There was... Who's the who's the transgender? What was her name? Oh. That was really sad and awful, and I thought it was going to be way worse.
2: And... Yeah, because she's in the the shoe, they call it. The shoe. Yeah. So
0: she was at the same prison as them? That's a little confusing.
2: Yeah, I think it's their solitary. It's like in the basement or something. Okay,
0: it almost seemed like it was a whole different prison because the... I don't remember her name. She's... I always think of her as the teenage girl in Slums of Beverly Hills.
2: (laughs) She's the druggie that got back on drugs. Oh, Pensacotti? Nope. She was... I swear she had moved
0: to a different prison, but she was she was like a janitor for Nikki,
2: Nikki. the one that was like Red's favorite.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she got back on heroin. Right. She had kicked it.
2: Right. (laughs) We're terrible. Why are we even bothering? I know we <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> it's we good. loved it. We just spoiled it.
0: If you haven't seen it,
2: nah, I don't think so. We didn't talk about the, <laughs> We're too vague. I know we didn't talk about the big thing that happened at the end. Who uh, say? Love- the what? say? Remember she has that awesome night in New York. Oh, oh, gosh dang
0: yeah, she was. Is- <laughs> Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: we suck. Watch it if you haven't. It's great. If you have, you're just either laughing or yelling.
0: <laughs> I just worked
2: ten days in a row.
0: <laughs> I have no excuses except I watch a lot of stuff and it just goes. Away. I know. And, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So And I wasn't prepared. I totally I didn't even write it down that I watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's one of those that we probably should have talked about it as soon as we both watched it.
0: Yeah. So
2: maybe sometimes we'll do a special episode.
0: And it seems like we should do a special episode on Stranger Things, right? Oh, I didn't even
2: write that one down. Yeah.
1: Okay,
0: okay this is we promise a special
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like just a Watered down version of what we've been wanting <laughs> Yes, <laughs> okay. Because
0: I love to talk about Stranger Things. I would love but... to talk
2: about that, and I would love to talk more about Orange Is the New Black. In fact, I might just binge it again, just because <laughs> yeah. it was so good.
0: <laughs> it was so good. I might just read synopsis <laughs> That's a better I idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time.
2: <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Okay. Um. I've only really got a couple other things, and then a couple things that we watched together that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know Matt A went on that rant about American Gothic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So it Amazon Prime is showing it. Like, even though it's airing currently, like you can watch it on Amazon Prime. They do. Yeah, they do. They that. do that once in a while. So I've been watching it. And I hate it,
1: okay.
2: but I have to watch it. Oh, okay. it's one of those like I gotta see how bad it gets.
0: You have to hate. I watch- have to hate watching.
2: It. <laughs> it's awful. You hate
0: watching is a thing. <laughs> it's so bad, and I'm. He was mad because wasn't he just mad because there already was there a was about a, a
2: really good American Gothic like ten years ago on the same like station <laughs> like and they just. Yeah, and this totally is not related I at all. I don't think so. I never did watch that original one, um, but I don't think so. Okay. But this is just a rich family in Boston, and it is the most overacted.
1: Hmm.
2: The girl that plays the younger sister, I just want to smack. She has, she does baby talk, and oh, hmm. it's just horrible. But.
1: I got to (laughs) watch.
2: You are in that. I will not. (laughs) I I don't need that. (laughs) I could care less about who the killer is. I could just care less. (laughs) I don't care what is happening. I don't know what is going on with my head, but it's just like this. I can't even call it a guilty pleasure. I don't even know what it is. I don't know why. There's no pleasure there. <laughs> but there is. But it's like a, like a masochistic. Like I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching it because it's horrible.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: But watch it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, I tell you what. If I run
0: out of anything else to watch. I'll watch it. It's so bad. It's not going to happen. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Um, or if you really want to talk about it with me, I'll make that sacrifice.
2: <laughs> watch a couple episodes and get back to me and see if it's just okay. me. <laughs> I will watch the first two. Yes, and report back. Okay. Um. I watched season 1 as it aired of preacher on AMC. Mhm. And couldn't love it any more than I do. I loved it so much. Like am, am
0: I out of luck? I think it I guess I could check and see if Xfinity is sometimes like they do with Orphan Black, they hold on to all the episodes.
2: Yeah, and it might still be on. I was just watching it on like AMC's website. Mm-hmm. It might still be on there. I think it's 10 episodes. AMC
0: on their website has them. Yeah. All. They don't normally do that.
2: I don't know how long they keep them.
0: Well, they usually don't. They didn't. They don't with Walking Dead and they didn't with...
2: Like, I know when when the episode 10 aired, all the they other episodes have... were still on there. Hmm. And that was just last week.
0: With AMC... Oh, and they didn't with Mad Men. With AMC, they seem to air like the first episode of the season on their website, and then I think they stop, and then they don't anymore. Oh, I, just the first one. I watched them all. Interesting. I
2: mean, I had to log in under my friend's username and
0: password. Oh, that could be. <laughs> that it.
2: might be it. Um, and
0: I have one of those, so yeah, I'll check.
2: I loved it so much. Because
0: I've been wanting to see it, I just figured I was out of luck.
2: Yeah, it, I knew nothing about it. I hadn't read the comic and it was based on a comic hmm. and it's just so fun. It is so fun. There are characters I love. Uh, oh, I just love it. Watch it so we can talk okay. about it. Cause it's just fantastic. It's so, uh, right. it's just crazy. It is a crazy ride. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I watched it every Sunday, and then I'd get to work. And me and my friend Mike at work we were just like, preacher, preacher, preacher. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're sad. This last Monday, we're like, we need a preacher to talk about. We still <laughs> talked about it. Um, well, AMC has a good track record. Oh, it's so good. I just loved it. Um, Okay. And then when we were out in Wyoming, I think you were with us. We watched The Boy. You were there, right? The movie about the doll. Oh, yeah. About the girl babysitting the doll. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that was a Val recommendation or a non <laughs> <a> recommendation. <laughs> right. It was something that Val said, I didn't like it, and we were both like, Sounds great. <laughs> we think we'll watch it, and we did. <laughs> and it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. Oh, it was, yeah, there were parts that were really stupid, but <laughs> I can see why she didn't recommend it, but it
0: was a fun. Just get together and watch with your siblings. Yeah, movie late at night.
2: <laughs> My favorite part was at the end when he comes out of the wall, and you're like, "What is?" That? <laughs> I could not have been more shocked. <laughs> me either. You were so vocal about it. i so hard. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> So, yeah, we watched The Boy. I, I'm not going to run out and recommend it to everybody or anybody. <laughs> but it was a fun watch. <laughs> yeah. We had fun. Um, And then just, I don't know, what, three weeks ago, we went to the movie theater with our sister Kat, our brother Ben, Booker, and our cousin Dan, and we saw The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Totally recommend that. That was, that was fun. fun. Just good. Good scare. Well done. Well acted. I had an image the other morning when I was getting ready for work and it was dark. I had an image of like when the ghost like becomes that tall, lanky dude with like the umbrella. <laughs> I was like, yeah.
1: get it out of Ooh. my head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, The Conjuring. It was well done. Well acted. And just you know, genuinely good storytelling and kind of kind of scary. Yeah, and it's
0: kind of based on the true story, kind of a thing. So you're all like, did this really happen? Did it really happen like this? Yeah. Did
2: you look anything up after? I didn't.
0: I totally forgot. I saw
2: the pictures because they. You know how they say that this is oh. like one of the most photographed or like actual. Yeah,
0: like well documented.
2: Like proof. Stuff. I didn't, yeah. I didn't dare listen to any of the interviews. <sighs> but didn't they play him like during the credits? They played during oh, the credits. So oh, creepy. I just got the two. And it
0: shows real pictures and
2: Yeah. Like there's this picture of her it like flying creepy. out of her bed and it's like, oh and Gosh. Yeah. Creepy. It was good. I liked it. I like those conjuring movies. Those are good, scary movies.
0: Yeah, they are good. And I, I just I absolutely adore Ed and. What's her name?
2: Uh, Lorraine.
0: Lorraine. Oh my gosh. I love him.
2: Yeah. It's Vera Farmiga and. That dude. He's in stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> 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 look it up that. <laughs> He's.
2: He's instant. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. So, yeah. They're... I like them. If you like scary movies, the Conjuring movies are well done. They're good. And they're not... They are.
0: They're good. They're well acted, well written, and they have that creepy true story factor to them.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And it's... It's not someone running around killing people. It's like a family being tormented, you know?
0: Yeah. Possession and just creepy crap.
2: Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I have. All right.
0: Well, I will talk about my movie movies first. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Movie is a, a movie website I am a member of. They, you get one movie a day and it stays for the month. So, okay, so I think there's like 30, I think. So every day you get a movie and a movie drops off. So you have 30 days to watch each movie, if that makes sense. So they're always rotating and they're, A lot of foreign, a lot of movies you've never heard of, would never hear of except for this. It's so fun. It's totally my wheelhouse. (laughs) I'm going to watch a really weird French movie from 1948. You know, uh, I just like that kind of thing. Right. Um, sometimes they do little marathons. They did a little short film festival. I watched most of those just from different countries. Um, nothing really to they're just short films no one's ever heard of but they were kind of fun. Um they did a whole Werner Herzog ordeal which was so fun. Oh, nice. First they did a bunch of his old um, documentaries and then they did his non his fiction stuff.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um for the documentaries I watched I watched Little Dieter Needs to Fly. This was about a guy that flew planes in Vietnam era, and he got he crashed and got it was just his story in his own words. Um, and then they took him back to Vietnam, and you know he got captured by the Viet Cong, and he talks he just tells his story, and it's crazy. The man's lived
2: you know five lifetimes. Right. (laughs) Um kind of like a louis yeah from unbroken
0: yeah but not um as totally fantastical right <laughs> <laughs> a little a little more normal probably but yeah and he just it needs to fly cuz he just always had and still has a drive to fly it was like all he was born to do and he was born in Germany and came to America, and blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Um, there was one called Land of Silence and Darkness, which was about... Um, this group of people in Germany. And this was in the 60s. They're all like Helen Kellers. They are deaf and blind. Ugh. So it's the Land of Silence and Darkness. And how these people cope. I mean it's, I
2: can't imagine.
0: It's unfathomable how you even teach someone. Yeah. And it was a, mostly a group of old people but you see one of them They kind of follows this one lady and you see her go to like this little 8 year old that is living in a home that they're trying to reach and oh, It. it's just fascinating and sad and you know, these people, they get together and they have little conventions. Just, they get together for tea, you know, every couple of years. And <laughs> they're all in the same boat and they all have like a guide, you right. know? And they communicate by this really fascinating series of, they write on palms and they have, right. They, oh, it's so weird. They like just almost like Morse code on the fingers. And where they touch each finger is a letter of the alphabet. And so they just communicate by this. It's just fascinating. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, Morse code blows my mind. Right. I still don't get it. I don't get how you know when each word ends and the next one begins. <laughs> like, how do you know that's A and that's B and that's not M? Combining if it's two A's, you know, right. <laughs> it blows my mind. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever wrap my mind around that. But this is kind of the same thing, but like way more complicated. <laughs> And they learned it. They learned it by not being able to hear or see. That's
2: what's insane.
0: It's insane. Some of them were born that way, and some had sight for, you know, half of their life, or maybe their first five years, and so there's a little bit there. But some, many of them, just never. It's so crazy. Anyway. Um, And then I watched another one called Lessons of Darkness, which basically was just pictures and footage of the oil fields burning. And I, in uh, was it Iraq? The uh, wars in the early '90s, um, and all the burning oil. Right, right. It was it was a documentary, just really just watching it, (laughs) fly over it, and you very detailed watching of certain little things. I don't know. It's It was a long time since I saw it, and it was fascinating. You couldn't look away, and it was depressing, and there was just barely any dialogue. It told the story through just scenes. Wow. Um, and the, I think the only one I wrote down that I remember that I watched that was fiction was The Enigma of Casper Hauser, which... I watched in high school because I took German all three years of high school. And if we, we go to the BYU forum films and you can get extra credit. Right. And we went and we saw Casper Hauser. I had no, I, I didn't know who Werner Herzog was. And I didn't know after I knew who he was, that he's the one that made that movie, but we loved it. And we laughed <laughs> we had such a fun time and it was a great it's a great like if you're learning German it's a great movie to see because they speak clearly and simply so you know mostly if you're like trying to learn language and you watch the movie and you're watching with subtitles and it's so hard yes <laughs> to get any of it but it's you know it's good to hear it and it's good to hear the sentences formed but this is a little different because, I don't know, does everyone know who Casper Hauser was? He was quickly, he was found dressed with um, this was back in the like, I don't know, 17 or 1800s, I don't remember. But he was just found with a note in his pocket that he wants to be a soldier like his daddy. And it comes out that he was pretty much raised like an animal his whole life by not his father, just some caretaker, if you could call it that. Um, almost like chained. And so it's kind of, he's kind of beloved by the village, but there's also this really weird that he might have been conning everybody. I don't know who this is. Okay. It's just this old story. A true story. And so they kind of civilize him, and he speaks, and they teach him to write, but he kind of... It's like he already knew. Um, and he... He gets stabbed. Huh. And they think he did it himself. Because yeah. there were, like, only his set of footprints. It's like, there's a little... The mystery Casper Hauser is almost, like, it's kind of where he came from, but it's also, is he a con man? Did he con everybody into taking care of him?
2: Interesting.
0: Who knows? But um he tells a story that he was raised by someone that um drugged him. Um he was wild, basically raised like an animal. Right. And, and then he was just left in this village. And he, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just one of those true stories that, a mystery, who was Casper Hauser and (laughs) where did he come from and what was the deal? And he does end up being stabbed, but they think he did it himself. But I don't know, there's theories.
2: Weird. I haven't heard of that.
0: It's an interesting story. Yeah, totally. Werner Herzog made a movie on it back in the 70s, I think. Anyway, if you're learning German, it's a great movie to see because I don't, I don't, re- I think we quoted it all the time. I remember we laughed so hard at some of the we <laughs> we were rude high school kids <laughs> right. making fun of Casper. Ich verstehe nicht die Frage. <laughs> we said that all the time. <laughs> Anyway, it was really fun rewatching it. Um, I saw a movie called The Best of Youth, which, um, it it's an Italian movie made in the seventies, and it's six and a half hours long.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I wrote something on Facebook about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I
0: loved it so much. I can't <laughs> tell you, Sue. I adored it. I adored the characters. It just was so good. It's about two brothers, and it's kind of um, taking them from the 60s to the aughts. Um, It spans 40 years of these
2: people's lives. It's so good. Oh, wow. Okay. Like in real time, or? Wait, no. Six and a half hours long. <laughs> well, I mean, like, <clears throat> what? I mean, did it actually follow these people for 40 years and then they put the film together?
0: It is not a documentary. Sorry. Okay. We're out of documentary true story okay. territory. It was just a big epic movie. I don't even know who the director was if he's like a famous Italian. I am not. I don't watch Italian movies. I see a lot of Korean movies. I see a lot of French movies, a lot of French movies, a lot of United Kingdom movies, uh-huh. even some Dutch. And <laughs> for some reason, I do not watch a lot of Italian movies. Very, very, very little. But, oh, I love this. If they're all like this, Emily's a big fan now. <laughs> but, yeah, six and a half hours. And it Wow. I could have watched six more hours of these people. Wow. It's It's like a show. I mean, like binge watching. Right, right. A TV show. It's like a season. (laughs) And you could break it up that way. But I, when I watched it, I noticed, because I watched it, it it was expiring. And it was something like, oh, am I going to watch that one? I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, it's expiring in two days. Maybe I'll just try it. And I did. And I'm like, oh, I'm in. Nice. (laughs) I remember starting it at like midnight on Saturday night. And it was going to expire Sunday night. At like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like. Oh, I'll never get through it. But let's give it a try. And I did. <laughs> I just watched it all day Sunday. I watched the first hour. I think I watched it like 1 o'clock. And then I got up in the morning. And just kept watching. I had to stop it to make lunch. And right, stop it to right. do kid stuff. Stop it for a little church. But. <laughs> I watched the crap out of it that day. I
2: just loved it. Interesting.
0: My My biggest takeaway, and it's just fun. It's like, you know, like one of those big epic where you're following two brothers and a friend through their life, you
1: know?
0: Um, The ups and downs and... Oh, so good. Through the 60s and, you know, going to war and just all that stuff. That sounds good. And...
2: I don't know. What's it called again? The something of youth? Or... The best of the youth. The best of, best of
0: youth. Anyway, when I was like halfway through and not sure I'd be able to get through it, I checked and it was actually on Netflix. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then it said it was expiring in a couple days. And I'm like, what? And then I actually rechecked it when I wrote it down for this yesterday. And it's not on there right now, but look for look it. For it. Okay. And I'll keep looking for it. And if it, because a lot of stuff leaves Netflix and comes, it comes back. back so yeah, comes back. I'll give a little shout out. Okay. <clears throat> so good. Um. Oh, one of my things I loved so much about it, and I assume this is just how it is, but <laughs> Italian men are so cute and affectionate with each other. There's like <laughs> no stigma of homophobia or whatever right? you know and this was 60s on they just they are so touchy feely with each other it was I loved it (laughs) it was just one little thing that I just loved about it just no shame I mean just total embracing and hands on cheeks you know just it's really cute it's very sweet and I assume that's a cultural thing Because it wasn't, you know, it just seemed normal. Like, natural. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think it was ever actually stated, but I'm 100% sure one of the brothers is gay. But it's never, it just was never really said. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: And it wasn't like a huge storyline, but anyway, it wasn't about that. But just with their dad and just their friends and stuff. It's very cool. I really like that part, and I'm like, that's an awesome Italianism <laughs> That's you don't see in all cultures. Just very affectionate with each other. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Um, I watched a little um, documentary on Greenwich Village in the 60s. <clears throat> that was good. I think it was just called Greenwich Village of the (laughs) sixties. It was narrated by Susan Sarandon. That was kind of fun. Um, I watched something called The Horses of Fukushima, which the story behind that is this was a documentary. Um, so in this small town within the twenty-mile radius after the um, tsunami and the The power plant. the What's it called? Power plant? Meltdown?
2: Oh, the nuclear.
0: The nuclear problem. So there were like 40 horses. And they were these horses that were raised for this annual festival that's like a horse festival in this town, celebrating horses through the, you know, what they mean to Japan. Right. So they're kind of honored. And... All the hor- I think all of the horses survived the actual tsunami but they had to evacuate and they couldn't take the horses. So the different stable owners gave them as much food as they could and they had to leave. And the meltdown happened and <clears throat> out of like these 40 horses, like half of them starved to death oh. in this time. There was this 20 mile radius where the government would not let them take them out because... Now they're in the zone.
1: right?
0: And what do you do with these horses? And there's just this one stable owner that um, goes and takes care of these horses. And it's kind of guerrilla because they're not supposed to film any of it. The government doesn't want anyone to know what's going on. And it, these horses are suffering. You see their ribs and they're exposed to radiation. It was horrible. Oh. I mean, sometimes... <laughs> I make myself watch this stuff. (laughs) Because, you know, you have to. I think politicians and stuff can get into a thing where they don't visit the slums and they don't see the people they're hurting. If the, you know, the governor of Flint would actually go there and meet these children and, you know, with all that crap, would it have gone down a different way? Would there be more compassion? So, I don't know, it's just kind of a thing I do once in a while. I'm like, because I'd see that and I'm like, no way am I watching that. Right, right. (laughs)
1: Because
0: I know it's going to be suffering horses. But then you think, am I just kind of trying to ignore it? Or, you know, maybe I should watch it so I can remember that there's actual individual horses that are suffering. You know, and if there's anything I can do, maybe I'd be more apt to do it. And that's, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Something should happen. You know, someday I'll watch The Cove, but I still well, haven't.
2: <laughs> I, I don't, know. yeah, that's a tough one to. It's tough. I haven't seen it either.
0: I actually tried once and it wasn't on anything, so I'm like, all right, good. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. <laughs> I'm on the fence about blackfish. Uh, I'm iffy about it. Yeah. Not just because suffering animals, I don't know. I think. This may be unpopular, but I think there's some good about SeaWorld and how it raises awareness. And these people seeing these animals up close, how much good. I know that their lives are cut short, but places like SeaWorld, I think, are okay. It's like the other ones. <laughs> Rob and I went to a SeaWorld knockoff in Miami, and it was the most depressing thing I've ever done. <laughs> we actually left after an hour. Oh, wow. We were like, mm This is depressing, it's horrible, it's not SeaWorld, and the take seems small. But I go to SeaWorld, and it seems pretty legit. (laughs) Anyway, I think there is something to be said. I know that these animals' lives are cut short than if they were in the wild, but if they're not there, and we never see them, and you don't get up close to them, and see the wonderful creatures they are, and what they can do... Are they going to be thought about? Right. So I'm a little iffy about Blackfish um, and that whole thing and forcing Sea roll to stop. I just don't know. I don't know what the future is going to be in 20 years for people that aren't seeing them. And are they going to be better off? I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'm controversial about that.
2: I'm with you. I feel the, yeah.
0: yeah. I feel the same way. Um. Okay, my last movie was I watched a, the documentary on Pussy Riot, and that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was, on what? <laughs> Pussy Riot. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, okay. When? What? This was like three years ago, four years ago. Um, so it's a girl band in Russia, and they, they're. They, did you see them? They, were, <laughs> they like have these colorful dresses and colorful tights and they wear like colorful ski masks. And what they did, basically they protest Putin. So they're revolutionists. But they're non-violent. What they do is they would like perform like revolution songs in Russia um, on top of buildings and stuff. But they got in trouble because so you know, Putin's the worst, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're against him and the fact that the Russian Orthodox Church joined with him and support him and the whole separation of church and state, so they're against all of this. And so in protest, they went And I'm not condoning what they did here, per se. But what they did is they went to the sacred altar of the Russian Orthodox Church in Moscow. The big famous one. And I forget what it's called. And they performed. And they... The song was... (laughs) It's all God shit. (laughs) In (laughs) Russian. But it wasn't actually... Trying to really be sacrilegious. It was more like the fact that Putin is combining and the church is joining with Putin, it is not right with the government. Right. And that's, that's god shit. That shouldn't be happening. And, but of course, you know, and I'm a religious person. And if I think about someone doing that, you know, in my temple, I'd probably have more bad feelings but you can't knowing where they were coming from and what they were doing and their revolution and I think it's important what they're doing, you you gotta kinda have to separate it and be like, Yeah. So anyway, they got arrested and they were sentenced for two years for hooliganism it was called. And anyway the world got involved and you know, like Madonna performed in concert with their name written on her back and Pussy Riot became this big thing. Um, that apparently
2: you missed <laughs> I don't know where I was <laughs>
0: but they've been a, um, a Halloween costume I've had in my pocket for a long time nice <laughs> but, but I don't know it might be a little edgy for my neighborhood <laughs> but especially if I mean if I went to uh Halloween party with some girls or something That would it'd be the perfect costume because right. it's easy they just, they'd just they wear just a solid fabric dress and then tights didn't have to match and then like Doc Martens and then a colorful ski mask but they'd pretty much just like cut holes into knit hats and pull it over their face it'd be a perfect costume it'd be fun anyway huh. that was a lot of fun um I'm I'm in for anyone that's gonna shame Putin. Sure.
2: <laughs> he's, oh yeah. So, no, he's horrible.
0: He's so creepy. Anyway, they actually saw so the the Olympics two years ago. They because it got to be such a big thing, um they got released right before it kind of like a oh, I
2: kinda, hey look we released them from Dale I, I, that sounds familiar now
0: two of them were moms and you know Yeah. but it was cute because there was a lot of actual footage um, in this documentary and hearing their statements in court was awesome and seeing them like rehearse was so good <laughs> and their dad's like two of them had dads that were like totally supportive and kind of revolutionists themselves, and I just loved hearing them talk about their daughters and that's cool. how they were raised. It was great. I just loved it. Um, all right, so that's that's movie. Um, I watched The Invitation. Did you hear about that movie? I think so. It's kind of a, just a little independent movie that caused a little stir. Um, it's kind of fun. I don't want to say much about it. People get invited to a party. and Right. It's, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. There's a creepy aspect to the whole feeling of the whole show, and then it, it ends great. <laughs>
2: yeah. How did you watch that? Is it? It's on Netflix. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So, I
0: it's one of those I don't want to say much about. Okay. But I recommend It's kind of fun. You're going to just be like, what? Cool.
2: What's happening? Cool. I want to watch it.
0: You know, just an unsettling feeling. I love that. <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, oh, I watched the first season of Bloodline.
2: Oh, okay. What would you think?
0: I liked it. It's good, huh? I was pretty hooked, yeah. It's good. I... I'm excited to see the second season. Although it's been a month since I finished the first, and then I've just had to do stuff. I've.
2: Yeah, the second season, I keep. I'll be on Netflix, and I'm like, should I? And I'm like, nope, I can't just. Because I'm gonna sit here and watch it, you know. I gotta have stuff yeah. on that I can like move around. Right. Yeah.
0: There's that, and I had to finish Deadwood. I've just. I've had to.
2: Yeah.
0: And I've been uh, kind of doing a lot of Dollhouse. Right anyway i fully mean to catch it the more of it but yeah i did watch the
2: first season it's good i think
0: i actually have watched the first 15 minutes of this first episode the second season
2: i really like all the siblings even like the mess up one <laughs> yeah you know i think linda cardellini's great yeah absolutely
0: well the mess up one boy i went back and forth with him yeah Interesting character, you know. Yeah. But I believed him a lot and then I was off him and anyway, and it's good. It's great. Um I finished Deadwood. Nice. Um liked that. I finished it and left feedback on. Matt's Hubel cast. So. Oh, good.
2: I have not. I Again, that's a show I have to just sit there and watch, and I just can't. Oh, yeah. You know? It's not a casual yeah, it, watch.
1: <laughs>
0: it, it's not a casual watch, and I've found that I need to binge it or I lose interest. And it's not that I. It's, it's a hard one for me to sit down and say, I'm going to watch Deadwood right now. Right, right. I'm like, I'm going to watch something else. Should I watch Deadwood? Nah. But if I binge it. I get in Deadwood Zone. Yes. And I want to watch the next one and the next one, but for me to just sit down and say I'm going to watch it once every week or something, it just didn't happen. I'll choose something else. Yeah. Because it's a world you have to, like, really immerse yourself in or something. Yeah,
2: it's intense. It's
0: different, it's... and it's different than anything else you watch. Yep. Just... Anyway, it really worked for me. I, f- I think I binged the last six or seven episodes in two days and oh, it was great nice. doing that that was my last weekend this weekend it's going to be binging all ten episodes of uh, Bates Motel for our re- re- re-watch next week <laughs> <Yay. clears throat> um, oh and I watched An Inconvenient Truth finally I've put that oh. one off for years and it finally came on Netflix this month I I'm not an Al Gore fan at all he's always really, really gotten under my skin. And I was mad that he came out with that movie and had like this mansion. (laughs) 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 But I've calmed down a little about that. And I know that he finally put up solar panels and right. Got his energy sucking mansion under control. Um. Anyway, so that was good, you know, as terrifying as you think it'd be, and
2: inspiring. Yeah, I saw it in the theater when it came out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been. I only saw it the one time.
0: I've always avoided it because he's. I've never liked him. I'm sorry. And. there's just something about him I've always resisted but I'm in my old age I'm calming down I guess (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's what I watched I think I got everything everything I wrote down at least (laughs) alright that'll probably just be two episodes anyway yeah we're at 2.30, and I know we had a pretty far end, we had a switch. We have a second call. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, we didn't read for you. We have Harold's.
0: Okay. And Val sent one. Oh, I didn't see Val's. She sent it right before we started. <laughs> She's on Yes Mother, I think. Yeah.
2: Oh okay. Um, do I read Harold's? I've got his up. Yep. Okay. Uh, he says since we last sent in feedback for what we've been watching, I've seen a lot of things, and we discussed many of them on Facebook page. So most of these, I'll try to keep these short, but feel free to edit this if it's too much. <laughs> um, movies, Room. This was the best movie I saw. It is streaming on Amazon Prime. You've probably heard about it because it won awards. It deserved them. (laughs) 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 Um, I agree. Mr. Holmes. Also on Amazon. Ian McKellen as a 90-something-year-old Sherlock Holmes dealing with failing health and memory and trying to remember the case that led to his retirement. Although the mystery wasn't anything special, this was my type of Sherlock Holmes movie.
0: This sounds like something I'd I love. think I need, wrote that
2: down. Yeah, I need to watch that. I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was on Amazon. Now. I noticed it the other day. Yeah. Um, Trumbo. Another one on Amazon. Brian Cranston as the blacklisted screenwriter. Not bad, but the You Must Remember This podcast series on the Hollywood Blacklist did a better job of capturing the complexities of this period. Plus, the actor playing Edgar G. Robinson couldn't, or maybe didn't even try to pull off an impersonation. Oh, that's a great person to impersonate if you can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why wouldn't you try? I
2: don't know. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Uh, My friend Rockefeller on Netflix, a documentary about the man who claimed to be Clark Rockefeller. Spoiler, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an interesting story. I don't feel like this was the best possible documentary that could have been made from the subject matter. Still worth watching. Yeah, it's popped. I don't up. know anything about that story. It's popped up on my Netflix a couple times, like as a recommend to me. Um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition, available for rent or purchase on various sites. I love these characters when I was a kid reading comic books. I'm willing to accept that they are going to change the characters when they make a movie. So I'll make allowances for Batman shooting people or Lex Luthor acting more like the Riddler. Batman shooting people? Yes, I didn't know that. I still haven't I don't haven't think seen I could this. make allowances for that. Um, He says, but a movie like this is supposed to be fun and it wasn't. Also, the actor playing Superman can't handle the emotional beats that were necessary to make this work. <laughs>
0: Hmm. Did you see this movie? I did not. Uh-uh. Mm. I... Sounds lame. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm the biggest superhero movie fan.
2: Well, I tend to like him quite a bit, but I just never, I don't know, I just wasn't really interested in this one. Hmm.
0: You weren't a little boy growing up trying to fight over who would win Batman or Superman. <laughs>
2: nope. <laughs> um, he's a streaming TV shows, Mr. Robot. The first season is on Amazon. The second season is now airing and can be found on Xfinity. This is like Stanley Kubrick directing a hacker version of Fight Club. Boy, I <laughs> that sounds amazing. I know. It's like, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, So far the second season hasn't been as compelling as the first, but it's worth it just for its unique visual look.
0: So I've just heard all good things about Mr. Robot. Same. And it's just one of those I felt guilty never checking out yet. So Yeah. I'll get to it.
2: Catherine loves it.
0: Yeah. Mr. Robot. Just need to add that to the list. Yep.
2: Um Stranger Things. It seems like everyone has seen this. I am not their target audience, I've never read a Stephen King book, and I haven't watched too many of the 80 movies, 80s movies that they are influenced by, nor am I a big fan of the few that I have seen. It worked for me because it didn't feel like it was just a nostalgic exercise. You liked the characters, the story was interesting, and it did, did a good job of mixing comedy, horror, and suspense.
0: Yeah, I... I'm fairly targety for their audience. Yeah,
2: I've uh, read a lot
0: of Stephen King yep. and I've uh seen probably all the eighties movies they're talking about and love them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I really enjoyed Stranger Things.
1: Yeah.
2: But we'll talk about it. We'll that. talk about it, yeah. Um, he says, I like the new season of orange, is the new black. <laughs> So did we. We just, so we. We just, we just don't, just don't remember it. <laughs> uh he says I'm struggling to get through the new season of Kimi Schmidt. Am I the only one? No, you're not.
0: I got through the whole thing, but I remember not enjoying it as much as the others.
2: Yeah, I was so excited and like the day it hit, I happened to have the day off and I watched like three or four of them and went, Yeah, I'll go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> I think I did it
0: in three or four days.
2: Yeah, I...
0: But I did other stuff while watching and whatever.
2: Yeah, it just... I on I don't remember any...
0: As much as I remembered about Orange and New Black was like a novel, I don't remember. <laughs>
1: <about
2: it. laughs> yeah, I just... I got about three in or so, and this, this isn't what... I was expecting it to be. I mean, I'll go back and watch it, I'm sure, but it certainly didn't get me like the, fir- the first one. I think I watched the entire season in like a day, day and a half.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, um,
0: I do remember that a character I was very much looking forward to just had one little cameo at the very end. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was disappointing. But promising for next year, I think. Maybe he was just too busy.
2: <laughs> John Hamm?
0: <laughs> of course. It made me just want to watch the last couple episodes of the first season. Just because I'm like, where <laughs> <laughs> is?
2: Like, I'll just watch the first season again. <laughs> <laughs> Such an amazing character. <laughs> Um, Catastrophe on Amazon This is a quick watch It is a half hour comedy So far there are two six episode seasons About two 40ish people One American and one English Who meet while he is overseas on a business trip And one pregnancy later Decide to make a go of it there are some really good moments in it that reflect the realities of life. There are also some weak subplots dealing with their friends and family, but they don't get enough screen time to significantly distract from the main couple.
0: Hmm. I've seen that pop up on Amazon. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I'm glad it's a quick watch. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah,
2: I've heard good things about it. Sounds all right. I've
0: never, I've never heard anything about it.
2: still <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, People versus O.J. Simpson? This is Oh, I watched that. I forgot to write it down. Oh, uh, This is an ESPN doc available on Xfinity. It is a sign of aging, I guess, but it was a surprise for me to realize that there are a lot of people who grew up long after the Nicole Simpson murder. On the Red Room podcast, I asked, why would anyone want to watch a lengthy documentary about a celebrity who killed his wife? My response is, you need that time to understand all the context that went into this case the racial tensions, um, policing issues where we were with domestic violence, who OJ Simpson was to people in the United States in 1994. Plus there are so many interesting tangents like OJ's childhood, how he crossed over and became one of the first African-American advertising spokesmen and the strategy or lack thereof that went into his trial. Yeah. I want to watch this. Oh, so decided I want to watch it. Yeah. You've got to
0: see it. It is so good. I loved it. Because
2: this is the documentary. This isn't the one with like it's not David a Schwimmer and stuff, right? <laughs> is he in that? I think so.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not the one that they...
2: Where John Travolta plays Shapiro. Uh, what? What? Or F. Lee Bailey, one of the two. He could really actually play either one. <laughs> <laughs> Now I need to see this <laughs> Yeah, it's the one that was on. Yeah, I know that they did like a in version, and like Sarah Paulson played. Yeah,
0: that one I knew. Okay. Yeah, I that is a hilarious. Yeah, so no, Andrew this Waltz's is a it, David Schwimmer's in it. This is a really in depth. It's a documentary. Documentary okay. series. Okay. It's it's a documentary. It's so good because I lived this. I was old enough. Oh yeah. But I was also, like, a senior in high school, so I was worried about a lot of other stuff than this, Right. than the OJ trial. But I, of course, I have a lot of memories of the trial and seeing it on TV, and I remember exactly where I was when the verdict was read and all of that. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sucked in and didn't know all the details. This was good. This was so good. Yeah, i uh, watched it. Getting all the details and oh man, Ooh, what a what a story. <laughs> <laughs> and he is guilty as H. <laughs> 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 it's crazy. It it's actual nine one one calls where you can hear him yelling in the background. There's a lot of nine one one calls. Oh wow. Of him calling in on domestic abuse and he sounds scary. Ew. It's scary, and there are some really, really um, violent crime scene photos. Ew. They show all. Ew.
2: Yeah. All right, I'll watch it. Um. Okay. Next one is Out 1. I'm only three episodes into this, but I just wanted to mention that it is on Netflix for anyone interested I only found out it was mentioned in another podcast that Emily had linked to because they discussed the OJ documentary otherwise I would never have known it was out there so I want to pay it forward this is something I've heard about for decades but it was not available in the US it is a 12 hour made for TV serial by Jacques Rivette who why do I know that name? One of the great French New Wave directors. It was made in 1970. It is not for everyone. That film spotting podcast said that the first two episodes were very slow, and I can vouch for that. Especially the first episode, which includes 45 minutes of an acting troupe going through exercises. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That was not compelling television even for me. (laughs) I was on my phone throughout looking at Twitter but I am liking the rest. It has Jean-Paul Loued from The 400 Blows and Day of Night, and the two leads from Rivette's masterpiece, Céline et Jules boating, which he made shortly after this one. So if you're into this that type of stuff, that check too. it out. It sounds right up your alley, yeah? Huh? Well, it sure does.
0: I mean, 400 Blows and Day for Night are uh, Truffle. truffle. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Rivette must have been a... I mean, he was, he was another new, new wave. wave
2: director, yeah. So,
0: Selena Jewel, I know these names, and I know I've uh, Jacques Raffet. You know, I think I think they're doing him on movie right now, and I think it just started. Oh. There's some sort, almost like space. Um, I'll we'll have to go into movie just a second.
2: <laughs> I'll just finish this up. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> He says, Finally I finished up Friday nights Friday Night Lights, which I've been watching on and off over a few years. It is on Netflix. Carrie Aaron was one of the writers. It has a god awful second season that had a bad aftertaste that kept me from committing committing back, but I really like the last three seasons.
0: Is the second season the one with the murder and stuff? Probably probably.
2: Um, at times, it really captures life in the Bush and early Obama years. Other times, it falls into television cliches. Over the last few years, I've caught up with four high school shows. I think Freaks and Geeks is the best. I would probably then put Buffy, Friday Night Lights third, and Veronica Mars fourth. What about you? Um, I might switch Veronica Mars and Friday Night Lights. Put Veronica Mars third and Friday Night Lights fourth. I really like Friday Night Lights, but I really like Veronica Mars too. <laughs>
0: was uh, was there more than just Buffy
2: there? Oh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks. So those are the four. So he says Freaks and Geeks is best, then Buffy, then Friday Night Lights, then Ver- Veronica Mars.
0: I'm going to take that question seriously, Harold, and answer that later. But Freaks and Geeks would. Is way up there. I agree with yes. your
2: one and two. I, I put it for yeah, I yeah. think I do too. Absolutely.
0: But I'm wondering if there's something I've seen that he has not. Oh. As far as high school shows.
2: Saved by the bell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of my so called life.
2: <laughs> oh my so called life, yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'll think about it. So, yes. Jacques Rivette is new on Newbie right now. They're going to pay tribute to him. Oh. They call him the best kept secret a New Wave. So the first movie, and this is where I'm like, oh, I got to at least check this one out. Now I totally will, now that I know who he is. Um, it's called Duel. Duel. <laughs> the synopsis is: the Queen of the Night battles the Queen of the Sun over a magical diamond that will allow the winner to remain on Earth, specifically modern-day Paris. <laughs> 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 That's a check out, at least. <laughs>
2: totally. <laughs>
0: um, this one, so hopefully they'll do this Celine and Julie go boating. I bet they do. This is the this is the follow up. <laughs> this movie. Oh, gotcha. Hopefully when they say, this month we pay tribute. And this is just the third day this movie's been here. So, hopefully we get more. Because that's the only one right now. I want to see this boating show. And I should check out that, uh, <laughs> the one. Because I heard Matt and Allison talk about it. The one that Harold, on, on one? Out. One on?
2: Out one. One
0: out. One out. Okay. That's on. Did you say Netflix? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna immerse myself in Jacques Rivette apparently this month. Thanks.
2: Well, thanks, Harold. Yes,
0: thank you, Harold. Okay. Val. Oh, she's talking about the invitation. I'm going to see how much of this I want to read. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Emily and Sue. Greetings from sticky, humid New York. I hear rumors about it being so hot that cow poop is lighting on fire or something. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, It's like bursting into flames. (laughs) Okay, here are some of my what I've been watching. I really just wanted to pitch you guys one series that I've loved for a while, but, I, but you know I can't talk about one thing, so I'll leave that for the last. In the movie category, The Invitation. Okay, I can read this. Synopsis. While attending a dinner party at his former home, a man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. Says, this was one hour and 40 minutes, which is a pretty good running time I can deal with. Unfortunately, it was after an hour and 20 minutes that anything remotely interesting started happening in the climax appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> um, she says it was basically a long, boring as hell dinner party with boring characters I didn't care about. OMG, the guests went on and on with snoozeworthy conversations. Until the last 20 minutes. Um, The holy crap moment that was shocking, but does not make up for all the dull crap I had to sit through to get there. Um, She read the reviews. Not much gray area, because some people loved it and others hated it. I guess you know what side I was on. I was pretty disappointed, because I had heard really good things about it, so I was looking forward to this. Big letdown. I gave it 1 out of 10 stars, with a side of Don't Waste Your Time. (laughs) It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Sue's already (laughs) (laughs) committed.
1: tomorrow
0: (laughs) (laughs) says that you've been warned alright so you've been warned and you've also gotten a check from me that I enjoyed it Uh, Central Intelligence comedy starring The Rock and Kevin Hart nope I will never see this (laughs) I will keep reading (laughs) but my mind's made up Some funny stuff here and there, but overall it was just okay. Haven't seen many good movies, but I did enjoy a couple. One that I thought was excellent. I saw an Amazon Prime called Remember, starring Christopher Plummer. Synopsis, with the aid of a fellow Auschwitz survivor and a handwritten letter, an elderly man with dementia goes in search of the person responsible for the death of his family. Okay, sure, it doesn't exactly sound like the feel-good movie of the year, and it was a bit sad because of Plummer's condition, but it was a really intriguing story that you keep wondering what's going to happen next. It got tense in some spots, and it was well-acted, and wow, it had a great holy crap ending I never saw coming. Definitely recommended. Well, all you have to really say is Christopher Plummer. Yeah.
2: Is this the one that he like got nominated for an Oscar for recently?
0: No. No, no that's not.
2: He was like
0: a man that came out. Yeah, that's his... right. I don't remember what it's called, but That's right. that one I need to see, too. Yep. <laughs> oh, the lobster! We forgot to talk about this! <laughs> Sue and I saw the lobster, too. I was not there. You remember, I it. got
2: stuck at work.
1: That's right!
0: Okay, I did another movie watch that Sue missed with... I saw it with two cousins, Dan and Steve, and my sister Kat, and Sue was supposed to go.
1: Yep.
0: Let's see what Val thought of it. <laughs> Also, Thought the Lobster, starring Colin Farrell and Rachel Whites. I think it's said? just Wise. Wise. Mm-hmm. But she appears in the second half. Synopsis In a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taken to the hotel, where they are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days. If they fail, they are transformed into an animal of their choice and released into the woods. I liked it. It was really something different, so that always gets points from me. It was so quirky and bizarre with dry humor. Nothing like I've seen before, that's for sure. If you like weird indie films, then I'd recommend. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just noticed the other day it's at Redbox, so I'll definitely be ah. watching this.
0: I we need to talk about the ending. It disgusted Dan to no end. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can see why, but I was a cat, and I were a lot more open about it than Dan and Steve. They just shut down.
2: Huh. Okay, I'll hated it,
0: and cat and I. We liked it. I, I want to discuss it. Okay, I'll watch it. Okay, we need to discuss it. Um, finish the last step of Animal Kingdom, the new series on TNT. The series follows a 17-year-old boy, Jay, who, after the death of his mother from a heroin overdose, moves in with the Codys, a criminal family clan run by matriarch Ellen Barkin. And she's one badass. Animal Kingdom.
2: I've never even heard of this.
0: Is there something like that, like an Australian movie called that or something? Is this based on it? I don't know. I didn't think I'd like this as much as I did, but it really grew on me. Only ten episodes, which was
2: just enough. I like Ellen Barkin. I don't
0: even know who that is.
2: You'd recognize her.
0: Okay. The name is vaguely familiar. Some Netflix stuff. Stranger Things. When I saw some months ago that Winona Ryder was starring in it, I was immediately on board. Winona is good, but I'd say at least 90% of the time her character was dialed way up. Ugh,
2: way up. I
0: wondered wondered how you did with her.
2: I am just not a Winona fan, people, sorry.
0: I I am. But the first episode and her first couple scenes I was really thrown off and I'm like I don't think she was a good choice. And then I warmed up to her a lot. And I liked her. It only took a few scenes for me to get going on her. <laughs> but I'm normally totally fine. But I did especially those first couple scenes, I'm like, I bet Sue is in hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just had to shit. I just, <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. I just never liked her. <laughs> so she goes on.
0: She was in a frantic state a lot. I get it. That's what they wrote her character to be like. But after about four eps, it was a little exhausting watching her. I'm with you, Belle. I've heard or read others say similar things, so I know it wasn't just me who thought that. Still enjoyed her though. So many have talked about the series on Facebook already, so I'll just say I really enjoyed it. It moved along nicely. The kid actors were great, and it was a fun watch. Looking forward to a second season. Bloodline Season 2. Loved it. It was even better than the first season. Ooh, that's exciting. Have you
2: You haven't. I haven't seen Season 2 yet. I
0: thought it moved at a much crisper pace. That's... That is saying a lot (laughs) of (laughs) foul. Where season one was a slow burn. Kyle Chandler definitely deserves his Emmy nom for this. Still haven't finished Kimmy or Grace and Frankie. I finished both. Grace and Frankie I was very lukewarm about though.
2: Yeah. I watched about four or five episodes and went, nah, I'll finish it later.
0: Yep, it's definitely not as good. Yeah. And I'm only on episode six of Orange is the New Black. I know you guys said the season was really good, and I'm still waiting for the good stuff. So far, it's just okay. Hoping it gets better soon. I don't know. I was hooked from day one. I was hooked from
2: day one, too, and I loved it. Just don't remember.
0: Says, and unfortunately, I got spoiled on a big thing that happened, so I was not happy about that. I was on YouTube listening to an audio file about another show, and this guy just blurts out of nowhere what happens to a certain character. That is just rude. Oh, what an ass. Where's the spoiler warning, you idiot? I couldn't even react fast enough to hit mute. It happened in an instant. I actually had figured out something was going to happen to that character a while ago, since I kept seeing their face pop up around the internet, but I just, I didn't know how it would happen. That is until this YouTube jerk blabbed it all and ruined it for me. I got this far without knowing, so I was
2: pissed off. Oh, that's too bad. That's, that sucks.
0: I had that happen with a character on Breaking Bad, and I was so mad. Oh. It was from a friend of mine, just right on his Facebook feed the day the episode aired, and he got a lot of flack for oh, it. Oh, I remember. I
2: was like, you better come not just black from me, from a lot of people. <laughs> you just don't do that. No, no. But I would say, Val, even though you know what happens,
1: oh, it's, it's so, good. so
2: good. I mean, watch it. It's because I yeah. don't know if you know how it happens, but it is heartbreaking for mm. everyone involved. Oh,
0: everyone. involved. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. Oh. Okay. She says, okay, what I really want to talk about is one of my favorite series on Netflix. It's an Australian show called Wentworth. I love this show so much. Have you seen this? I have not. I haven't either, but I think I've heard of it. Season four recently came to Netflix right after it aired in a, and ended in Australia. So I was so happy about that. It's set in a women's prison, but it's nothing like Orange is the New Black. <laughs> It's pure hardcore drama. It's dark, gritty, intense, nerve-wracking, gut-wrenching, and occasionally will rip your heart out. Oh, now I'm scared. It sounds like
2: a lot. (laughs) Sounds like a lot of feels. (laughs)
0: Feels, I can't take them all. (laughs) Um, Not as brutal as something like the HBO prison show Oz. Just not even gonna ever attempt that one. Although Wentworth can... Quite violent at times. They sure don't pull any punches. It has so many great characters, compelling storylines, and the acting is phenomenal. It's really riveting and never boring. Some occasional funny lines are sprinkled in to keep it from being totally dark. If you watch the first one, you'll know right away if you want to keep going. Okay. I started watching it a couple of years ago after reading all the rave review... Viewer reviews it was getting on Netflix site, so I had to check it out. This last season was really good and had some really intense episodes that might also be the most gut-wrenching I've seen. It ripped your heart out, then gently put it in back, <laughs> only to rip it out again, and then stomp all over. <laughs> <laughs> I told my friend at work to text me after she watched one of the more intense episodes, and afterwards she texted, Holy shit, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> uh. Just to give you an idea, I'd like to share some of the other comments I pulled from a Wentworth comments <laughs> forum referring to that episode and its ending. Next to giving birth, this was the most intense two and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> it truly was the longest two and a half minutes. I was literally shaking my fists and gritting my teeth. My jaw was literally on the floor and even I was screaming. My God, this episode was amazing and had such a good buildup and sense of urgency. So that was three separate commenters. So you think you guys will give it a look one day or put it in your queue? I'd love it if you guys would give it a try. Like I said, you'll know after the first step if you want to keep watching. I think it's a great first step. It made me want to keep watching. I'll make a deal. If you watch the first season, then I'll watch the first season of Bates Motel. What do you say? Hmm. I'll be waiting patiently. Thanks for reading my ramblings. Have a great summer and see you on Facebook. (laughs) I will watch the first episode and then I will tell you, I will watch the first one and then I will tell you if I'm willing to make that deal.
2: I agree.
0: Bates will stomp your heart out and put it back and then take it out and stomp on it again, but it's also so great and there's so much fun
2: yes. to be
0: had that it's a dark comedy really. I don't know if everyone would call it that, but I do. We do.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's worth it. The heart-stomping is, is worth it.
1: Oh, it man, earns that's... it.
2: And... Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch the first episode for sure.
0: Yeah, we'll watch the first one, and then we will see if we are willing to make that deal. Did you see your PS? Uh, <laughs> I haven't read it yet. P.S. Sue, did you hear about that woman who found a live black widow in her carton of grapes? (laughs) (laughs) Thank
2: you for ruining grapes for Sue forever. I'll never buy grapes again.
0: I can't remember if it was a local story, but that was something else. It was one of those clear plastic containers. That thing must have been hiding good. Oh man, I'd
1: freak (laughs) That's just my...
0: I remember the story broke about six months ago. Maybe eight or ten.
2: I have not... I did not hear about it.
0: And if it was local or not, it did make it to my ears and eyes.
2: I would rather find like someone's finger in my grass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: all right. Thanks for the feedback. Yes. I want to add, I put it in my notes. I have a one short little podcast recommendation. Oh. It's called Mystery Show. It's, um, so this girl, she, or woman, whatever, she solves mysteries of her friends and family and, I guess, viewers now, and she does it in, like, an old, kind of like a gumshoe... <laughs> And they're the stupidest (laughs) little mysteries. (laughs) That's amazing. She she will, like, fly across the country to solve these mysteries. She. (laughs) It's. And she's got the cutest little personality. This is just absolutely delightful. (laughs) So, season one was last year, and it started. It was like. It's only like 10 episodes, and there's only been one season. And you know that after these aired. It's kind of like Serial, where she does all the work, and then assembles them into separate podcasts, and then they just all come out. And so, I think it started last June, so I'm guessing that there's going to be a season two soon. But each one is a mystery, and they're just, they're stupid mysteries. They're so compelling. And she is amazing. She'll, like, just call someone on the phone and make their day just by being just nice, you know, just talking to them and listening to them. And just, like, she calls some guy, I don't even remember now, but he's just a a customer service guy that you would call for, like, a credit card company or something. And she just has this greatest conversation with him and just totally makes his day. But there's one, I think my favorite one was this one about a friend of hers found a belt buckle that was weird. And it was like engraved and she found the owner of the belt (laughs) buckle. (laughs) And reunited it with him. (laughs) But the last episode is about a Welcome Back Connor lunchbox and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the image of it, and it's like a double episode, and she so she like tracks down the artist's family because it was so long ago, I think he's dead by now, trying to figure out what this scene depicts on this welcome back watch, because it's not from the show. <laughs> he just came up with this scene, and like it's like epstein's so Barbarino is like, they're almost like fighting and the sleeves are knotted and that's her big mystery. (laughs) Like her friend came across this in the, in the uh, Smithsonian. And so she solves the mystery of behind that. And she solves the spelt buckle. There's one about a Britney Spears thing. And she actually to solve this mystery, she has to talk to Britney Spears. So she flies like vegas and buys the like vip so she has like 30 seconds meet and greet with britney spears just so she can ask this question (laughs) and solve this mystery (laughs) it's so awesome
2: oh my gosh
0: anyway mystery show
2: i will subscribe
0: it's it's delightful you'll finish it in two days tops and just wish season two would come out. It's it's fun and it's something that like Scout could listen to, you know. Right, it's, right. It's family friendly.
2: Sounds like road trip podcasting yeah,
0: for sure. Just fun. Okay. Anyway, that's my podcast recommendation. <laughs> 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 I just
2: love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to bed. Yeah, so that's what we've been watching. We'll we'll pay more attention to what we've been watching.
0: <laughs> we need every time we do this, we're like, we cannot let this much time go by because we forget.
2: I know, and I even you know Scout gave me that R two D two diary notebook thing, yes. and I decided that was my what I've been watching notebook, mm. and I wrote down like four things. <laughs>
1: I'm like yep. I
2: need to just keep that in my living room and. I started that letterbox
0: thing because I'm like, I can do that. Yep. I can keep track of everything I watch, but they don't do
2: TV shows. It's only movies. Oh yeah. And so
0: that's a big pitfall.
2: Yeah. So. We'll get better.
0: Yep, and just I think it'd be better if we just did not take so much time.
2: Exactly. Because yeah, it's probably been. Well, it's been ever since Bates did that break. Right. Which, was in, let's say, April. halfway through. Yeah. That'd be April. So, yeah, it's been a while. So, okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Now, come and kick it with a twister. Black Caddy Mac Daddy with a hoe up in the backseat. With a 97 pin flow. Got a feeling when you smoke it when I flip it to a track speed. Talking about a beautiful figure. Astonishing and speak mythology. Body be just like a girl enough. A... What's that movie. Never mind. Let me enter your atmosphere as you enter my world and let me touch that booty. I can't believe that your mama that cold. Her daughter got such an astonishing soul. You need a model the roll. Still a player, know you got it when you climb up from the bottom to the top of the pole. Cause you can pop a control. Your body's so accurate when I'm smacking it. It's making me say, what I gotta do to get with that. When it comes to make the rain, I can get it wet when it comes to cutting the monkey. I can get it wet. You want some media, baby, your you need a better man. He comes up politics, I'ma be a man. Cause every time I'm looking up and I see more ass, I'ma constantly see rain in the forecast. This away, battle away, I'm picking 5,000 balls or whatever you wanna call it. It's a celebration, you're the champion, here's the fed, better move.